And welcome to another episode of the Philly Brocast. I am your host, Ryan. And I'm Ryan. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? What's going on, man? How are you tonight? Uh, pretty good. Not bad at all. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, love uh, coming on here and getting to talk some Philly sports with you. Um, obviously, right now, with the Sixers season and the Flyers season over and, you know, the Eagles kind of uh, not yet. Uh, kind of starting things, although they're they're starting to get out there uh, for some you know practices and whatnot. Uh, we still have little, we still have a little bit away before you know real you know training camp happens. Uh, so all we really have right now active is the Phillies, and yeah, they're uh, they are inconsistent uh, to say the least. Uh, yes. And I think uh, you know while I want to touch a little bit more on uh, the Phillies later in the show because I feel like they they definitely have some things that they. Uh, need to do as the season's a quarter of the way over. I did actually really want to start with the birds. Since we last were on, the birds actually signed two defensive backs, two corner backs. Uh, since we were uh, since we were on, obviously the day after our last episode, uh, they agreed to terms with free agent, newly free agent uh, cornerback James Bradbury on a one-year deal worth up to $10 million with a pretty low cap hit of just under three. Uh, so Howie again, once, once again, does his little magic and, uh, you know, gets us a starting cornerback. Uh, your initial thoughts when that came, uh, came across the wire. Well, I mean, the first thought was, man, I wish it didn't take as long as it did because once, you know, Bradbury was, Released by the Giants, I was like, pick him up, pick him up, pick him up. Yeah, yeah. Let's go, let's but, go, let's go. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I I can believe that Howie was just doing Howie things and, you know, biding his time and making sure he can give the right deal. Uh, I have heard that other teams were obviously interested and, you know, threw some numbers at him, but he yeah. obviously thought that the Eagles were, uh, you know, a bright spot and – place where he could succeed and not only that get the money that he wanted so i'm ecstatic about that pick it's great to have somebody lined up with slay and just you know i think it's been like over the past four years there's only a couple guys like 15 or more interceptions and they're both one of those guys so yeah i think i think the stat was uh the last four or five years slay and bradbury are one and two with past defenses uh, with uh, ju- just over 80 each, uh, which is phenomenal. I mean, let you know, Bradford obviously, or Bradbury, sorry, uh, obviously thought this was, you know, a good fit for him. He can kind of slide into that CB2 and, you know, a- a- again, uh, kind of have a little pressure off of him as he's kind of always been the guy either in Carolina or, or in the Giants. So I, I think that certainly helped the fact that he gets to play the Giants twice and he knows those receivers. Uh, I think that was certainly enticing. And the fact, again, he's, you know, while other teams may have offered more money, he certainly still got a, a pretty good bag, as the kids are saying uh, nowadays. So, yeah, I'm hip. I'm cool. Are, are they? Uh, they are. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Come, come on my level. Uh, <laughs> Schmitter14 on Twitch. What up, Twitch? What up? Says uh, Zach Wheeler and Bryce Harper are the only two consistent Phillies lately. 
that bring me joy. By the way, one of them has a bad elbow. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and we will get into that uh, momentarily uh, as we definitely have uh, some Phil's talk that we want to get to. Um, but yeah, so so not only did they do that, they shored up the CB2 spot. They can keep Maddox right in the slot in the nickel uh, position and kind of let the rest, you know, battle it out for the fourth and, and fifth spots on the roster. Uh, but yesterday... They actually claimed yet another, they claimed uh, a corner, Jimmy Moreland off of waivers from Houston, who uh, I had always been a, a decent fan of. Uh, they did release uh, linebacker Joe Oatsman in the process to kind of make room. Not a big loss, uh, considering the amount of linebackers they have acquired this offseason. So... Uh, one of my X factors for the birds this year is Quez Watkins. Yeah, I, I think again because you bring in somebody like an AJ Brown, it pushes everybody down the line a little bit and takes a little, you know, a pressure off uh, from having to be the guy. You know, Smith uh, obviously had a very good rookie, uh, you know, campaign, and now he can kind of float right into that wide receiver two spot. And not feel the pressure of being the only wide receiver that's, you know, really there making an impact. No offense to Quez. Uh, I think uh, he'll certainly have an impact this year, given Brown uh, joining the, the squad. You know, again, he kind of slides into that, you know, third wide receiver position, the slot, the, you know, the guy who's going to move around a lot. And I think, you know, the fact of the matter is he's going to be going against nipple corners. He's going up, going to go up against you know single single safeties, some you know God, God willing, some linebackers. Um, so he's going to get a lot of good mismatches, and and with that speed, he can certainly take advantage of that. And I think you know don't be surprised when Quez Watkins has you know similar numbers to to what Smith and Brown are bringing. So. Uh, I'm very excited, and I think, uh, you know, Schmitter 14 is right on the money there. Uh, he is a great X Factor for this season, for sure. Yeah, that's uh, something we had mentioned when we did our podcast on Saturday. Uh, I could just, you know, I could just really see, you know, Devontae on the left, Quez and AJ on the right, uh, Devontae doing some simple route, but taking right. some attention over here, and then you have AJ doing a slant. And then you have Quez do a post or go, and it's just, you know, all the way. Just let those let those uh, rockets take him out. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm pumped for that. Um, I could definitely see him producing, uh, being a huge contributing factor to this offense, and that's really exciting. Um, I mean, I, I it, it's it seems like I have to keep mentioning this, and we always have to as a stipulation, but. It all comes down to Jalen Hurts. Yet again. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but like you can have don't be sorry. You can have AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, and Tyreek Hill all on the same line. If nobody can throw him the ball, there's nothing you can do. So it's like, right? I, I don't, I don't know. But uh, it's, no, I mean, listen, you you are right in the fact that you know when you say how this season's going to go, I think we all know. I think it's like an understood that we're going to go as far as Jalen Hurts improves this season. And if he's able to, you know, do the things that we've been wanting him to do over the last 20 games or so, 
uh, 19 specifically, I think it is. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, he's got to be able to go through the progressions. He's got to be able to hang in there in the pocket. He has an amazing offensive line. Let them be there for you. Stick to your guns, you know, go through the progressions and, you know, again, pick up that accuracy. Start being able to lead receivers. You know, one of the things that A.J. Brown brings to this team is yak on yak on yak. The dude can just fly, and once he catches the ball, boom, gone. So strong. Same same with Quez. I mean, we saw it. Quez literally had the longest play ever without a touchdown, and that was mostly yak going like 90-odd yards and still not getting in the end zone. Um, you know, so this team is built for Yak. And one of the, the one of the things I think we want Jalen Hurts to work on is leading the receiver a little bit more. It's usually this catch and, and, and fall down kind of thing. The old Zach Hurts, yeah. uh, you know, where, where he just catches and just crumbles. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but that was Zach Hurts. This is because, you know, we're not getting, you know, the ball's not getting led. Uh, to to allow them to get that yak, um, so hopefully that is one thing uh, he can improve on because this team is is certainly more built for that. Uh, Mike checks in. What's up, Fuge? It was definitely good uh, hanging out with you on Saturday. Uh, yeah, we had a we had an absolute blast on Saturday. Thank you very much for all of you who stopped on by. Uh, Fuji was there, of course. Our buddy Seamus. Uh, Rich um, from uh, you know from his many Eagles groups, uh, Kath- and Kathleen was on Facetime with us as well. So, uh, and then obviously a special shout out to Lenny and Susie uh, for allowing you know for inviting us out, allowing us to uh, share our podcast right outside your wonderful shop. So, uh, happy belated birthday, Susie! Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so, yeah towards so- what you were saying. I mean, it's just incredible that he waited until a wide receiver was open. The fact that he had that much time and still was making these throws or making these plays, I guess, can give you some hope. Sure. You know, with a little bit more time and with the right reads and throwing a guy open instead of waiting, then that would bring the success because... You know, his yards are going to look better. He's going to be out of that interception trouble. One of the things that I'm looking for is that, well, I'm just saying if, you know, someone's... I mean, that's that's a product, you know, that's a product of Alabama right there. The fact that, you know, he's, you know, they're they're basically designed to, you know, make the safer plays. And that's why I feel like his turnover numbers are always going to be low because he has that in the back of his head. But in saying that, it also kind of inhibits you from, you know, slinging it, letting loose. And he's got to find that fine line, just like every quarterback. But he needs to be able to sling the ball down the field accurately and in stride because we absolutely have the weapons to do this. And let's not forget, we've just talked about three wide receivers who, again, I think are going to be a a great trio and, and possibly one of the better trios in the league. We also have Dallas Goddard, who is just going to destroy the middle of the field. And, like, who is going to guard him? Who's left to guard him after that? Right. Throw Goddard the ball and let him bulldoze some people. Talk about yes. some yak. He's going to be bringing some people with him. 
big target, athletic, fast. I mean, we've got a great tight end, and he has the opportunity this year to prove that he is, you know, top five in the league um, in that conversation with many of the greats right now. So I absolutely see that happening. That was one thing that we talked about. I think his odds right now. What's what's up? What are you doing? I'm smiling, I'm laughing. Am I, say, am I saying something funny? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So, Let's just enjoy the nice CILA state. So essentially, with that, I think what was his uh, over under at the was it the touchdowns or the catches? I forget which uh, one it was, but I think we all yeah. kind of said over for. Yeah, I think this could be his Zach Ertz, you know, progression year where he takes that big step where Ertz kind of, you know, again, we, we expected a lot of Ertz in the beginning and he, and he took a little while to get there. But, but when he, once he was on the cusp of greatness, he, that next season, he took that giant leap and became one of the better tight ends in the league. And I think that. Goddard is right there. He is on the cusp of getting into that conversation. And just like Ertz, I truly believe that the, he can make that ascension and get into that upper echelon of, of you know, top five, top six uh, tight ends in this league, without a doubt. And there are some great tight ends in this league. I mean, honestly, um, you know, Kelsey and, and Mark Andrews and Darren Waller. You have the young Kyle Pitts who, you know, again, if he can actually score a touchdown on U.S. soil, will be amazing. Yeah, uh, you know. So, so I think Goddard is. Don't forget George. Well, yeah, of course, George Kittle again. If he can stay healthy, so right there, we just what we just named five right there that are that are great tight ends, and Dallas's yeah. opportunity to slip into that conversation. Right, absolutely, and I think it's here, and I think it's got to be this season, and if and if Hertz plays his part in that. If Hertz can ascend a slightly higher level, I think Dallas Goddard is going to easily see the dividends of that. Considering that everybody is going to be focusing on our wide receivers, you know, then whoever's left is is you know covering Goddard, whether it's a whether it's a you know a linebacker or a safety coming down. Well, if you're going to bring up safety to cover Dallas Goddard, well, we're going to just throw the ball right over your head. So, I truly believe this offense has on paper. The makeup of being a top five offense truly does. Yeah. But that's all on her paper. On paper. Well, yeah, obviously. We got nothing else to, to talk about but paper. We talk yeah. about paper. Uh, and the improvement is real because we saw what Jalen Hurts offered to us last year. So that's that's not a paper thing. That's a proof is in the pudding. So he needs to show it. And that's that's what pretty much it. Yeah, no, you're you're 100 right, and I think what is exciting for fans is the simple fact that we saw small increments of of uh, dare I say greatness in Jalen Hurts, where there were drives, there were plays, there were moments where he took over a game, and you were just left with your jaw open, and you're like, wow, like this kid can play. He's just got to be able to consistently put it together and prove, you know, certain uh, aspects of his game. And he's right there. I truly believe he could be easily be a top 10 quarterback if he makes the, 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 the small incremental changes that we need from him. Accuracy, pro reading progressions, 
and staying in the pocket are the three main ones for me. Yeah. I mean, making smart decisions with the football. Uh, like another thing we talked about on Saturday was just the fact that, you know, if he gets in a situation in which he would have to, um, you know, throw the ball away, not curling the ball up and trying to make that extra move. It's throwing the ball away. That's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. As one great coach say, you live a pay and all that. Little by none day. Little by pay none day. Yep. <laughs> I think he says live to fight another day, but still. Well, who knows how he's what he said, so I'm gonna say you live to play another day. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> Farmer Fran. <laughs> Special teams, um, go run with Farmer Fran. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we'll get out of there. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, I mean um, but yeah, yeah, honestly, you know, the offense, again, uh, we all can agree that it's hurts. But when you look at the other side of the ball, our D, our secondary was, was the question mark is, you know, we added depth to the line. Granted, it's, it's another year older, but there is incredible depth. There is incredible talent. If Brandon Graham can come back to, to even a, a you know, slight, uh, ability that he had prior prior to his injury you know Fletcher Cox if he can kind of you know get back to being Fletcher Cox and I think he can because you know you have that that depth you know adding Jordan Davis and, and basically having two units that you can just rotate in and out interchangeably keep guys fresh uh you know and then and then obviously all of the great improvements in the linebacking core Bringing in Kazir White, Hassan Reddick, who I I truly believe will be will be lining up all over the field because, you know, Gannon isn't just a traditional. Hey, we're playing a three four. That's it. He he showed multiple looks where he, you know he had some three four four three, had some you know more nickel packages, and I think he's going to utilize that even more, especially more in the three four where Reddick can be kind of a, a, an edge-rushing linebacker, along with Sweat, who just today there was video of him, um, you know, rushing a quarterback standing up. So, again, that to me tells me that he's going to be kind of used as that outside linebacking edge rusher, the stand-up edge rusher in, in some packages. And I, that that's exciting to me. Because when you have a defense filled with players that can kind of play multiple spots, multiple positions, in multiple schemes, what is an offense supposed to do? They don't know what's coming. What what defense are they about to see? Who's who's playing where? You know what guy is going to be out there? That front seven is chock load uh, uh, full of talent, and guys can get after the quarterback. So I truly feel like if 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 this defense doesn't work. It's not because of the players. It's not because Marcus Epps might be starting at safety. As much as I would love to upgrade that position, I'm feeling much better having Bradbury there. You know, it makes it makes that so much easier to swallow. But now it, the pressure's on Gannon. Yeah, the pressure's on Gannon right now, 100%. I mean, I would I would say that the pressure is on the coaching staff as a whole. Uh, you know, we haven't yes. seen what Nick Sirianni can do. I mean, the guy hasn't coached, you know, a real team in like his whole career. 
I mean, if you honestly think he's never been a head coach, I don't think he's even coached high school football. I mean, the guy's been around. Huh? You mean like Doug Peterson? I'm just saying, like, he's never coached a team until last year. This was his first job as a head coach. And now he's in his second year. First year didn't go all that well. It went pretty well. But, I mean, I can say that there's a lot of room for improvement for him as well. So it comes down to the coaching staff and them taking this talent and taking us to the next level. You know, 10-win plus season, playoff wins. These, yep. these are things that we have to see or else you and Jalen Hurts can get on the same bus together and see you later. I mean, this is this is one of the – not you. The coaches and Jalen Hurts can get on the same bus. We'll get them a group rate. It'll be <laughs> so. I have five tickets in bulk. Exactly. And, you know, it's it's just coming down to fundamentals, having these people ready, and having them prepared for the different schemes that we're going to throw at these offenses, in particular for our defense. And if you're going to run these different schemes, you have to have disciplined players. And if they're not disciplined, that comes down to coaching. Yeah. I mean, you're 1,000% right. And Thank you. you know, I'm, <laughs> don't let it get to your head. Um, yeah, I mean – you know, they, they improved, vastly improved this defense to the point now where there's no excuses. Same thing for the offense. I feel like Jalen Hurts and this coaching staff are, are on the same boat. They're absolutely in the same boat. And whether it's we, you know, they sink or, or swim is entirely up to them. They don't have any excuses at the end of this year. We you know, brought you know how basketball teams and, and football teams have that slogan for their year? It's like mm. with the heat, it's like white hot heat or something like that for the playoffs. Right, yeah. This, yeah. The, the Eagles' slogan is going, it should be no excuses. Yeah. So that should be it. You're absolutely right. 2020, 2022, no excuses. No excuses. I mean, they brought, they brought in A.J. Brown, your best friend. Your best friend. Yeah. They said, all right, come on down. Play with your boy. You got Go you. You Go drafted well. You picked up an, an like you said, our CB two, huge pickup. Huge. These are moves that just really propel you to that next level, and it's all about the coaching and the quarterback performing so that we can move forward in this league and say to the whole entire league, hey. Even Where? though Jalen Hurts and these coaches staff didn't work out, you obviously see what we have. You obviously see that we are a desirable team, and you can come here and help us to win a su- another Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they're they're set up for that. They're set up for either way. You know, if, if things end up working out, amazing, awesome. That only gives us more ammunition to go get better, and and use the assets that we have. And, you know, listen, if it doesn't, if Hurts ends up regressing and the coaching staff, you know, fumbles this season, okay, that's fine. I mean, I don't think Sirianni's going to go regardless if they have a bad season. I think Gannon yeah. could be the, the fall guy here uh, should this team falter. But still, you can replace Hurts. You can replace Gannon. 
easily and say again to as you said to the rest of the nfl listen we have a plethora of young talent here we have a nice mix of vets young talent all we need is you come play for us we're quarterback you know we'll we'll figure out the quarterback position we'll get a we'll get a d coordinator in here yep we're good so I, I truly believe that this can still be an attractive destination regardless of the outcome of the season and regardless of, of what they end up doing. So they have it both ways where they're set up a bit for the future. And if it, things don't pan out the way that they want, well, we'll use those assets to, to get the people that we do. But if Hertz and Sirianni and Gannon do their thing and do what we expect them to do and improve and get this team to a 10 plus win season playoff win. Maybe, you know, these are all things that, that, you know, you can grow on and, and make yourselves a, a force in the NFC, not only in the NFC East, but in the, the, the NFC conference for years to come, because you have replaced and filled this team with young, good talent. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that we were talking about just simply for the draft is Jason Kelsey and Fletcher Cox. You've kind of set that up for their replacements. Just two big names. Yeah. Kind of echoes what you were saying, where you're kind of lined up and you've given these young guys an opportunity to have a year, if not more, underneath these guys. I mean, for maybe just a year, but. Jason. Right, but, but yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, Jurgens gets to learn from one of the best centers in the game right now, and he is very similar to Kelsey. So, you know, that transition is going to be super smooth because you're basically not only learning the position, but you're also learning the position from somebody who plays it kind of just like you do and in the style that you do, and and you know, similar size and, and everything. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited that they were able to do that. I think next year, I think the goal should be the Brandon Graham and Lane Johnson replacements. More of the same. I like it. Right. And then, you know, at that point, say you do that next year. Say with their two draft picks, you get a, an edge rusher to replace Graham or, or to give him, you know, a year to learn under Graham. And then you, you again, give, you know, a, a nice tackle to, again, learn under Lane Johnson for another year, maybe two, depending on, you know, how long he's staying. But, yeah, I mean, think about that. If, if you do that, if that's, you know, regardless of who you sign, what you do, you draft a D-end and a tackle. What other position right now outside of that would you go, man, we really need to, to get somebody to replace an older player? Yeah, I mean, the, the only other thing that I can think of is that if we're rolling with our safeties that we have. Well, right. yes, we want to we want to improve the safety positions, but there's not an age factor in that. Not right? necessarily. Anthony Harris um, is 29. That's perfectly fine. And yes, what I mean, he's easily replaceable. You're, you would basically not have any star power players that you would need to replace or get the eventual replacement due to age after those two moves, after those two draft picks. That's a good you're point. Young, you're young on the wide receivers. You're young on the offensive line now. 
You're young in the running back. You're young at quarterback. You're young all across the line. Once you, you know, once you have Jordan Davis replace Cox and this player replace Brandon Graham. Linebackers are young. You know, other than maybe maybe Slay might be the the older, you know, star yeah. player at that yeah. point. And he still has a few he still has a couple of years left. For sure. So I mean, when it comes down to just excuse me, asking that question for age, then I would say there really is no necessity. Regardless, I would say cornerback, safety, running back. Yeah. Yeah, then it just becomes shoring up the, the shoring up positions or getting better at positions. Rather than, oh man, we, we really need to find a replacement because this player is aging out. Yeah. That's Agreed. that's a great, great position to be in, right? Yes. Fantastic. Uh, I, mean, I mean, they are literally setting themselves up year after year after year to get younger and better at the same time. If Jordan Davis and, and Nicobe Dean and, and Jurgens if, if, if those guys end up working out and they're able to do it again next year with two first-round picks and be able – and I'm not saying you're going to get somebody as great as Lane Johnson. I'm not saying you're going to get somebody as great You have the Brown opportunity to. But they have the opportunity to. They have the ability to replace it on some level of competency. Yeah. And that's all you can really ask. And then you supplement – you know, with with free agency to, to improve your team, man, I, I I'm just I'm getting excited about the next couple of years, just given the fact of the opportunity that they have to improve their team, getting younger, all while mixing that in with the young, amazing talent that you've already improved vastly. We've seen it in one year how vastly be- much better that they can get just by a few moves. Just by a few, they they didn't sign, uh, you know, twenty free agents like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, they or signed like five, or even like the Rams. How they just like literally loaded yeah, their team let's, to let's win for everybody. Yeah, I mean, obviously they can show that yes, that can work, but is that it obviously works? Is that right. sustainable? No, is they don't have they don't have a first round pick since to to twenty thirty. Yeah, it's insane. So it's like you can mortgage your team to literally succeed once, you know, every however many years, or you can set yourself up. Be a dynasty. This is, this is the hope to be a dynasty. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's obviously should be the goal of every NFL franchise is to turn yourself into the Patriots. Yeah. And be a perennial AFC, you know, AF or NFC, a champion team, or at least be in that game every year. And and Patriots pretty much were in that championship game, if not the Super Bowl, almost every year for you know the last God knows how many years, right? Yeah, I mean, that should I be the think goal. of another team that should have kind of set themselves up like that, the Phillies. Oh, oh, wow! Gotcha. That was a good, that was a good transition, buddy. Uh, I am the king of the segue. You really are, man. I, I feel like I feel like we. We got to get to the point where we're we have multiple sponsors, and then that will literally be that would literally be your job is to work in. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> it's just it's just working in. I will do that 
I will do it with puns and dad jokes and anything that you can imagine. I will throw well, it in well, there. Well, then, you know, maybe, you know, we do have a, a couple of speaking of, and I'm always the one doing it. I'm always the one, you know. You know what? Uh, it is a good time to mention one of our sponsors, La Terrain, who sells amazing watches. Just like a team should be, these watches are reliable, beautiful, Ooh. And will yeah. last the test of time. So nice. go to LaTerrain.com, La-Terrain.com. Use PSA for site-wide discounts. They not only have watches, but they have excellent sunglasses and some other stuff that you just need to check out. Go That's check nice. it out. Wristbands, watches, sunglasses. Wristbands, I think, even. Uh, you know, I just mean, whatever. The, the summer is coming. You want to yeah. look fly when you're on the beach. Check out law-terrain.com. Use PSA for site-wide discounts. Yeah! It's like I went to school for this. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, while we're on the swing of things, of, of talking about how much, uh, you know, uh, those amazing watches are, why don't you go to our next uh, talking point as far as who we need to talk about. Not I'm not talking fellies, but I'm talking... Uh, down below. Uh, that would have to be our partners, Six Pack Coverage. I mean, you could see all their shows. They have shows about lifestyle, health, fitness, uh, finance. Uh, you, you name it, they have a show about it. Travel. They want to talk about it. travel, things yeah. that you do on a daily basis. They have shows about. Check them out, sixpackcoverage.com, and. You know, browse through, click around. We're on there. We have our shows on there. Thank you for, thanks, Coach. Next time it's just this and this, and I got you. This um, is no. <laughs> but you know, back coverage. Our shows are on there. They've been great to partner up with, and uh, it's been a cool experience to check their website out, check out their shows. So go check it out yourself. Sixpackcoverage.com, and see all the. Uh, the stuff that they have to provide for you. Yeah, no, they're they're fantastic. I'm so glad that uh, uh, Andrew, the, the the head over there, reached out to me, and we had a couple of nice conversations. And uh, he actually does a show. So they're based in Tennessee, and he actually does a show with former NFL great Albert Hainsworth, former Tennessee Volunteer, uh, former Tennessee Titan. Former Washington Redskin, um, and uh, yeah, they they have a show about the, the Volunteers, which is awesome. So um, yeah, we're real proud to be be a part of this more of a nationwide network. They have literally they have this like uh, they're building this amazing college network of like having a, an amazing team at each major college. Not only having shows, but but articles and, and coverage, and you know, getting out there among the people. So they're they're really building something special there. We're glad to be the Philly part of that, along with our brothers at CEV uh, Network, uh, who again has joined the Philly Sports Alliance in, in many venues over the last uh, couple of years. So uh, we're proud to kind of be the Philly takeover for for them. Uh, and yeah, check them out. Check out their website. You can see all of us on there, all of our shows. And then check out some of the other stuff that they got going on. Again, great stuff about fitness, you know, travel, finance, food, uh, you know, whatever have you. So, Everyday life. 
rabbit. I read a lot of stuff. Exactly. Article shows. Uh, really and and they, they bring it to you in a nice kind of fun way, you know? Like, you know, they're just a bunch of dudes just having fun. So uh, we like that. And I'll, I'll take the last one uh, about our wonderful partnership with The Painted Lines. Uh, we basically came together and said, hey, let's, uh, let's share our stuff with each other. So we, uh, we share our shows all over their YouTube. So again, welcome everybody who ever pops in from, from YouTube. Uh, I know uh, there, we got somebody watching uh, right now. Uh, so again, appreciate that. Uh, we love the guys over at TPL. So I'm glad uh, you're fans for them uh, and can check out our stuff. But if you don't know who the Painted Lines are, go to thepaintedlines.com. Again, crazy amount of shows, in-depth coverage, you know, birds, Phillies, Flyers, Sixers, you name it. Uh, and got, you know, amazing articles daily uh, about all four, you know, plus uh, sports over there. So uh, they, they stream all their shows to our Facebook. So it's a nice little uh, give and take. Uh, and we actually started a, a roundtable show and a birds of the roundtable, uh, which will be coming on right after this. If I think things work out. Um, where we basically just kind of talk birds and, and have fun and, and, and do our things. So, so yeah, we're uh, super happy to be uh, in partnership with uh, them as well. So, um, yeah, let's uh, let's talk some Phillies. Yeah. So, uh, are you still riding that? Everybody, relax, be calm. We're okay. It's it's still May season. And- it's, it's still May. Okay. Um, okay. Technically, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't start worrying until like mid June. It's coming quick. So, coming quick. Uh, it's not trending in a good direction. Uh, you know, I got three weeks until that that spot probably happens. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm not thrilled. You know, the fact of the matter is. You know, a week or so ago, they took uh, three out of four from the Dodgers. I was like, okay, okay. And then right back down to earth. And, you know, they they lose games that, that they just kind of give away. Then they play the Dodgers again, and it's a complete reverse. And, you know, they were lucky to get out with a win out of their series there. Uh, and, you know, again, they're, they're in the midst of playing some divisional opponents before you know, the drop-off of the schedule where things get a little bit easier. But you also have the lingering injury of, of Bryce Harper. Um, you know, his elbow issues, you know, they're... You know, I, I've seen multiple reports, man. I, I've seen things where, like, it's just under, you know, as serious as, like, needing Tommy John. Or it's, oh, you know, it's just a whatever. He'll be out for six weeks. Like, you know, he'll be fine. So uh, I'm not really sure where he is in all that. And I think it's obviously going to come down to whether he can play with the pain, with the discomfort, because knowing Bryce Harper, he'll play through it all. But if it's going to be a minor thing or a more, you know, less serious thing, then I would say get your surgery, get taken care of. If you're out for two months, that sucks. But, you know, they have enough bombers there to kind of, hopefully maintain a bit and get you ready for the end of the season where we're probably going to need you for a playoff push. Or if it's a little bit more serious, then yeah, that's the question is whether or not, 
you want to risk it, roll the dice and say, I'm just going to play and what happens happens. But you also run the risk of, of seriously injuring yourself. And that we cannot afford. That's the question I kind of want to pose to you. Say it does come to your worry time. You said mid-June? Yeah, mid-June. That's when I started taking this shit seriously. He is still in lingering pain, in and out, possible DH here, probably out some games. And we're in the same, if not worse, position. Do you say, and it requires Tommy John, this is all hypothetical. Do you say, get it because you're our superstar for the next 10 years? Or... Do you say, let's try and push it out. Let's see what we can do with this year. Get it in the offseason. What do you think? Depends on where we are at that point. If we are, you know, if we're like 10 games out, have the surgery, man. Call the season. If we, if we do anything with the season, great. If not, whatevs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. great. Now now we can go into the offseason where we can maybe unload DD or Gregorius and, and, or, or, or um, Segura. Same guy. <laughs> yeah, now, um, we'll get both of them out of here. <laughs> well, DD's but, injured right now, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, again, you just kind of push the – kick the can to the next year because you still have Castellanos. You'll still have Schwarber. You'll still have Wheeler. You know, you'll still have JT, although, man, what is going on with JT? He's, he's just – I, I have no issues, no qualms with JT right now. He's I, I, he's still doing pretty well at the plate. So, I'm, 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 qual- I'm qualming pretty good over here. I know that's not just a word. because of his batting? Yeah, he's batting like shit. I understand. He's in a slump. That's the guy where you say, okay, it's early because he has a track record. Of being great by the end of the year, he's done it. But he's generally not this slow of a starter. He's not a Schwarber starter. Where Schwarber, Schwarber's been doing pretty well so far. He has. He, so, I mean, he's not like you're, a five-game hitter. It's well, no, no tradition. Traditionally, Schwarber is a slow starter, but he is. I think raised his start a little bit more than his normal, which is great. You know, yeah, he had some down times, but I feel like last like week or two, uh, he's been really hot, which is great. But JT is inconsistent. Uh, he seems a little lost out there right now. And yeah, all right, behind the plate, he's still behind the plate. He's still one of the best defensive catchers out there, and he'll throw he'll throw anybody out. You just have to be. I I, I agree. I'm just saying. Listen, I'm a little. I'm starting to starting on my radar. Now again, I won't. I won't talk about it until like June, mid June, and then I'll be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, you need to have a talk, bro. What's going on? I understand. That's that's reasonable. I mean, even someone like Boom. I mean, he's he's been pretty pretty great so far this year. Been very happy with how he's played. And then it's like you know he'll have a couple games where he's just off. But that again, it's baseball. You go, you bat three hundred. You're in the Hall of Fame. It's one of those. So, uh, I I will give JT that time. I know as long as he's consistent behind the plate, which is where we need him. 
then the batting will come. I know it will. It's it's just a matter of time and not a matter of, you know, him. Unless there is an injury or something that we don't know about. And that, see, that's, that's the thing I hate about. Uh, honestly, I will say that's one thing I truly hate about professional sports. They're going to be a it's, hidden injury like Harden. Right. Harden right. was hurt this year. Right. I hate that. I absolutely hate that. It's because you look at a player who you have expectations, who, again, may be hurt, but you don't know officially. There's no official word, and his play is down here. So, and especially if it's an older, you know, get, getting up there in years or even like that transition from prime to veteran, you, you immediately go, oh, he's cooked. He's done. You know, he, he's whatever. And I hate the fact that, that we immediately jump to that, but I also hate the fact that they're not upfront about their injuries. Like, we need to know these things. Like, your perception is nine-tenths of the law. Like, if you're if you got a hamstring injury that's lingering and you play it off, like, nah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, you, you hear when you hear that hammy pop, you got to tell somebody. I fell to the ground like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> That's what that honestly, I don't mean to sound this so mean, but that's what you get for playing for another team and never playing for my team. It was like I got sniped. Uh, a buddy of mine said, You got sniped, and I was like, ah, ah. Great down. Yeah, but it's well, funny that you're saying all this, and JT just hit an RBI, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was a sack. It's a sack fly, but he's still that's an RBI. That's you know. I'll take it. It doesn't. It doesn't count as an at bat. Woo-hoo. So, like towards what we're kind of saying, with the the Phillies being kind of right around five hundred, the inconsistencies frustrating you. I mean, they have a seven game away uh, trip, I guess. Seven straight games away. Against the Braves and the Mets, it's yeah. really tough. And right, but after you that, your A game, exactly. So, if but after that, it drops up, the hell off. If we can ramp up during this time, and then have that cruise period, that could lead us into a really good situation. So, I, I can see the promise. The only thing is, you're just getting Wheeler going now, so that's good. But like Nola's. Back to crap. You have one of your best pitchers being Ranger Suarez, which I doubt that that's going to be consistent. I mean, yes, you just today signed Zach Eflin. I don't know if we talked about that at all. No, I didn't hear about this. I mean, this was this was minutes ago. I, I probably have it on my phone, actually. I don't want to look on my phone. But I'll, I'll just look up what the deal was. I think it was a five-year deal. Um, but just signing him, that's... Very promising. I, I like Applin a lot. Um, yeah, I, I, I heard that he got sandbagged by Baldy or, you know, Mr. Muscles over in San Fran. I'm just saying that uh, he's got a lot of potential and talent that was literally suppressed by a coach. Um, where is this at? Sorry. Is it no, no, it just, it just happened. Yeah, I think it was 
it, it might have been one year actually I, I lied uh just trying to find it so I, they might be just putting them on one year deals sorry folks this literally just happened so it's not as uh easy to find as certain things uh 5.7 mil for the year so for a year a year extension yeah so i mean i find that promising i like zach eflin um and then you got you know some other guys that are just kind of like nebel he's just kind of there and you know um gibson he's just kind of there and it's like where's the guy who's going to be the one that steps up and really delivers for this team is it just wheeler no. if that's it then we have no who, chance who started out pretty slow himself and and noah noah's had a game or two where he's actually looked halfway decent but generally he's been inconsistent garbage or garbage or garbage he's like what is he like one in four oh and three like He's I mean, I don't, I don't always take the, the whole win-loss thing uh, that serious, but yeah. What he about has ERA? <laughs> well, that, that is more of an indicator. Sure. I mean, just like what I'm saying is, Wheeler, you know what you're going to get. Just kind of like JT. Slow start, but you know what you're going to get. They're proven. They've done this. It's, it's the same thing with what we're now witnessing with Nola. We know what we're going to get. It's a shame, but... It's it is what it is. Yeah. Now, I, I, again, like I said, uh, about probably two more shows, three more shows, we'll uh, we'll then start to take this a little bit more serious. Not that we don't take it seriously, but uh, my concern level will be legit and you know forthcoming at that point. Oh, we um, all can't wait for you to be. Like <laughs> Well, go after yourself, buddy. Uh, Flyers still looking for a coach. Still looking for a coach. What a, sho what a shocker. The Flyers haven't made a, a, a freaking quick decision. They've never made a quick decision in this in, in, when it comes to getting a head coach. It's always they're like the last ones that are like, hey, let's just see who's left. We'll take who got. You know, we're like, whatever. Yeah. No, be aggressive and go get somebody. Don't freaking interview Tortorella. And then around uh, more than the freaking town whore. I'm done with him. I think the last guy was Trotz, and they're gonna, you know, look he's, into that. But they're not gonna out. make. He's going elsewhere. Like, don't even worry about it. He they're not gonna make any picks or any names. So that's you're just gonna have to wait. Yeah, or get somebody like suck ass Tortorella. I don't want John Tortorella. No, well, they've already inter they've already interviewed him, so they obviously want him. I've already hated him my uh, entire life. Entire life. He has literally coached all of the teams that all I hate. All of the teams we hate. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the worst was the Rangers, but still. Yeah, worst was definitely the Rangers. Um, but yeah, he he can absolutely go f himself. I don't want him on this uh, coaching this team. And of course, he's gonna be the coach. <laughs> and I'm I'm going to cut this clip, and I'm gonna absolutely tag him in this when he gets hired. All right, and then the last thing, Sixers. We could talk about this next week, but they have an opportunity to make another big move. But it's gonna stretch our bench to next to nothing. It's like scraping 
butter over too much bread. Are you talking about the uh, Bradley Beal for Toby? Possibly Bradley Beal. And, and uh, uh, Thibel and some picks? I've heard that. I've heard Zach Levine. And I've heard Donovan Mitchell. So we can talk I about will, this next week. But I will take all three of them. And I'm okay with giving up Thibel at this point. Um, You're going to have to give up Maxi. No. No way. For, Be- for Beal or no. No. Donovan Mitchell, you're no. going to have to give up Maxi. No. No, I will not. No, I will not. You will take Toby, you will take Thibel, and you will get you will take as many effing picks as I throw at you. You are not they, taking Maxie. They can't trade picks before next year's or yeah, the upcoming draft because of the rule where you can't have right. so no first take, round picks. Take some future ones. F off. I I still don't think that people are going to do that because, like, it's just pushing it down the road. Like, optional. Oh, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is Washington in a rush to get that much better when you're willing to trade your star and only player? Are yeah, you, you in a rush to have three players on your team and that's it? Like, your starting five is going to be blank, blank, Beal, Harden, and Embiid. And you have to convince James Harden not to take the full option. I mean, oh, he's definitely taking the player option. Our only chance is to maybe sign him to like a two-year deal where it's a little bit less than that. Exactly. But and you're splitting like $60 million between two players and Embiid. Agreed. But the salary cap Beal, be at like 124 Who Beal are you going to get? Beal is a little less than uh, Toby at this point, so... I'm and just saying, the, like, even if you get rid of Toby, somebody might to. take that whole contract, and that's gonna have no to. way. We're gonna have to eat some of that, and then, then like, you're gonna look at signing or yeah, signing trades or trades. all this other option. Listen, it, it might 30, not be worth it. It might 30, be worth it to just keep our team and wait. There's very few players that I would include Maxi in a Toby for star player deal. Is Donovan Mitchell one of them? No. Why not? He's fantastic. So is Maxi. I'm just saying, Donovan Mitchell is what, like three years older than Maxi and proven? No. Four? Nope. Yeah, he is. Yeah, we'll take your time. And then I have a trivia question for you, as always. But it is a little bit less sports involved and more towards history. Here's the question while you look up if Donovan Mitchell is four years or three years older than uh, Tyrese Maxey. Ben Franklin moved to Philadelphia in 1723 from what city? I should really know this considering my wife is... um... Basically, a historian. She, uh, she is. Yeah. I mean, um, I, 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 it has to, it has to be Boston. I know that's where he was born, and I don't think he lived anywhere else prior. Nicely done. Well done. Mm-hmm. I definitely mm-hmm. thought you were going to mess that up. And how much older is Donovan Mitchell than Tyrus Maxey? How much? Four years. Four years. And proven 
to be consistent over those four years and an all-star. You're right. You're Tyrese right. Maxey, even though he was great, came in like fourth or fifth for most improved player, and he almost doubled his production. Listen, the incremental up upgrades or or improvements that Maxi has shown from year one to year, year two is you like him because he's a Philly guy. He 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 plays like a Philly guy. He does. And he I does. Like him too, but guess what? Donovan Mitchell is going to get us over that hump. I don't think he is. And get rid of Tobias Harris. Right, which is great. And Thibault. Um, so you're saying that I have to give up Thibault, Maxi, and Toby for Donovan Mitchell? That's too much. And that's it. We can't afford to give up bench when we already have that's, no bench. That's we have no money. Player. That's we have no money. Player. We have no money. That is one bench player, and you're giving up two starters to spend just a little bit more on Donovan Mitchell. If you, no. Yes. Maury, Maury needs to figure it out without giving up Maxi. Whether it's Beal, whether it's Mitchell, whether it's Dame, whether it's he whoever. is at the height of an off. Like if you say, "I'll give you Tyrese Maxi and Tobias." Just those two. You're right. And you throw in Thibault to sweeten the deal, you can get... You probably won't need to. Almost anybody. You're right. Because people want Tyrese Maxey. Right. And I want Tyrese Maxey. But don't you want to get over the, the second round hump? I do. I want to get to the Eastern uh, Conference Finals. I, I, I also want to make sure that this team is protected for this future. And you already yeah. have a... You have a potential multi-all-star player. In I would love to see Donovan Mitchell and and uh, Joel Embiid play together for the future. I I agree. I I like Donovan Mitchell. I really do. I just it would hurt me too much to see Maxi go on. Oh, like that hasn't happened in the past for the Sixers. <laughs> Well, that has happened a million times in Philadelphia. I know. So get used and to I'm, it. I can't. I can't do it again. Not Ty. Not Maxi, man. I love I Maxi. I get it. I love, I love him. him. I love him. Like he is an adopted son of Philadelphia already, and he has been here for less than two years. It's like, incredible. It's incredible how how much we embrace that type of player. That that also, energetic. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we're getting as far as that is concerned with Donovan Mitchell. What do you mean? You don't know what you're getting. The guy is amazing. I just know he's a great ball player, but I don't know if he's a Philly ball player. Yeah, he'll be one. Mm. That's the thing no, with Philly no, is they no, no, no. can convert you. Now, when you thought about or 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 we've seen it a billion times where we think we have a Philly ball player. And we get somebody who comes in here and acts like an absolute shaloob, and uh, we kick them out of town because they ain't Philly. They ain't usually, Philly. Enough. Usually, that's like draft picks and random trades. This is like big time where people are going to go out and buy Donovan Mitchell jerseys off the rack. And not only that, if he talks to Bryce and says, Hey, I didn't think I'd go to Philly, but guess what? I put on these dumb fanatic cleats, and these people freaking love me. 
I mean, seriously, that's all you have to do. Okay, okay, but guess what? Harper, Harper, <laughs> Harper is a Philly type of dude. Dude, I hated workers. Bryce Harper. I didn't well, want Bryce course. Harper. Of course, he was now a national. I, I, I love him. He was a cocky awesome. little little kid playing for the Nationals, and but guess what? When you think of his core, you know, abilities and his core nature, he's a hard worker. He is a guy that's going to play through injuries. He's a guy that's going to slam himself into a wall for Philly. And that alone, that alone, yeah, right. That alone, though, endears you to this town. It endears you to this town. Or you have somebody like Ben Simmons who thinks he's above it all. Who, who doesn't put all of his uh, efforts in? He thinks, "Oh, I'm an all star." Too soon, man. Too soon. Right, but okay, but perfect example. Dude wasn't a Philly guy, and we let him know about it, and we got him out of town. He's Carson Wentz was a Philly guy. guy. Carson not- Wentz wasn't a Philly guy, and we got him out of town. We need people who will die and bleed for this city, and and if not, at least show that you will. If not, we will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Think about all the beloved players that have come through this town. All they had to do was show the effort that they wanted it just as bad as we do. And if you show that, you will be endeared here forever. But if you don't, if you think you're above it all, if you think you don't need to bust your ass to get better every year, then fuck you. Get hey, the fuck out of here. We watch, don't want you. Hey, watch your language. There's kids No, watching. it's my show. I'm cursed if I fucking want to. There's kids watching. Big. No, there's not. Go to bed, kids. It's 9 o'clock. 8 o'clock. I don't know what time it is. It's summer. Anyways. It's not yet. Just stop. And B, Donovan Mitchell did that for a team that's like, I don't know, what, 11th in, in market? It's like, we're up five positions. Like we're we're no, a top so what, what top is, destination. I'm saying what he wants to did he do? Endear himself to the Mormons? Like get out of here. I'm just saying that I yeah, exactly. That's probably even less. Do they even have any other teams in that state? No. Yeah, exactly. No. So you're you're literally putting yourself out there for a team that only knows basketball. <laughs> And there still doesn't have fans show up. Exactly. And you have talent on that team. And literally, he he does his thing. I could only imagine what he would do in a top 10 market. Listen, I'm not saying I don't like Donovan Mitchell. I do. And I think he'd be a great addition to this team. And I do think that Philly would love him. But it would crush us. And he would always... you. No, no, no! It would crush this city to lose Maxi. Don't give me that shit. That will always be tied to him, and Mag- and, and and Donovan Mitchell will always be tied to Maxi. And no matter what Donovan Mitchell does, unless he brings us multiple championships, and Tyrese Maxi goes to wherever, to Utah, to whoever, and sucks absolute ass. That's the only way that this thing will, will get over this thing. People will here be in mourning when Ma- if Maxi gets traded until it's the parade really- until the parade down Broad Street, and then it's who? Yeah. Well, let's get let let's let's not get to put the cart in front of the horse, there, buddy. Let's get on the second fucking round. That's why you get a guy like Donovan Mitchell. We just got a guy like the fucking James Harden. 
We still couldn't do it. We know what we were getting with James Harden. Don't play that. Don't play that. You you didn't think you were getting Houston James Harden, did you? I thought I was at least getting quasi Brooklyn James Harden. Like <laughs> shit. Quasi-Brooklyn James we got Harden fucking, had Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on his team. We got, we got, about? yeah, we got freaking, uh, you know, Florida James Harden, where nobody fucking knew who the fuck he was. I think everybody did. That guy was awesome. He was, but he wasn't like a huge college name. He was pretty big. Man. Yeah. Uh, Philly's game's all tied up. Oh, good. Anyway. I can't win the line. Sorry. We clearly went off sticking through that. Right. Thank you to the one. Thank you to the one or two people. I'm sure it's Shane because he's the one watching on uh, Twitch. Thanks, bro. Um, So that's that's been the constant. Which Shane might be our our one and only (laughs) Twitch viewer. Although I think we had two last week. Uh, so I appreciate all the freaking 10 people that follow us on Twitch. Thank you. <laughs> Seriously, clearly, thank clearly you. I do a lot of marketing or know how Twitch works. Otherwise, I'd maybe put more effort into it. Uh, you think Twitch is an involuntary spasm in your body? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to freaking Twitch into a coma if we trade Maxi. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, all right, well. We uh, we have taken up enough of your time. Uh, we went a little OT tonight. Uh, we were going to have our Eagles uh, Birds of the Roundtable show, our Eagles Roundtable, but unfortunately uh, with uh, dives away in uh, Florida, we just couldn't get the uh, required amount of people. So it would have literally just been us two again. Uh, and nobody needs that for another hour. So, uh, <laughs> so we're going to head on out of here. Appreciate everybody who, uh, who came in and watched. A uh, special shout out to Shane uh, and Mike, of course, for uh, for giving us some comments. But uh, we're going to head on out of here. We'll see you guys next week uh, for another Tuesday edition of the show. So, uh, Ry, you got anything to add before we get on out of here? Uh, I think we uh, think we covered just about everything. Yeah, we really did. So, all right, everybody. So for the Philly broadcast, I'm Ryan, and I'm Ryan. Peace out, bro. Go birds. Go birds.